Let's do it. Welcome to Sip Sip Hooray. I'm Mary Babbitt. And I'm Mary Orlin. And we've got quite a fun show for you today. Mm -hmm. I hope you're thirsty and I hope you're ready to be inspired because we've got a good idea for you. And Mm -hmm. we want to tell you about this because um, I think everybody can relate to this. Everybody who's ever either received a special bottle of wine as a gift or paid a bunch of money for a bottle of wine will be able to relate to this, right? Right. And one of the questions we hear a lot is, I've got this really special bottle of wine. How long is it going to be good? How do I know when I should drink it? Mm -hmm. It's been sitting in a closet Mm -hmm. or it's been sitting on top of my refrigerator Mm -hmm. or in my case, it's been sitting in our garage um, just getting, just aging. Mm -hmm. And it's not like I'm being thoughtful about it. Some people actually have the wine fridges and Mm -hmm. are really careful about how they cellar, in quotes, their wine. But many of us just have it stashed mm-hmm. at the bottom of a cloak closet, you know, right. or or the, under the bed, r- under the bed. Yeah. <laughs> In I the garage. A few. <laughs> so when we moved, we moved a bunch of uh, wine. When Mary and I uh, were working on the television show together in wine country, we would get a lot of wine as like little takeaways, right? And people were always in wine country. Everyone's vintners are very generous that way. It's a hospitable business. So they're constantly saying, here, take some wine. They just want you to enjoy the wine. Exactly. So we ended up with a bunch of wine. And so when we moved, my family moved, we moved the wine and with the intent of getting a really nice wine fridge and really storing it properly. Mm -hmm. And it sat in one of those um, cool boxes. Mm -hmm. You know, with all the rest of the moving yeah. stuff. So it went to a cool box and then it went to our garage mm-hmm. and there it has sat in a couple of boxes. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know what kind of wine I have anymore in my well, cellar. It might be all vinegar, Mary. It might be. Uh-huh. So anyway, this concept of these mm-hmm. special wines, what to mm-hmm. do with them, this is a very common thing. And in fact, there are uh, some wine writers who created kind of a movement on this. Right, Mary? Absolutely. So... You may have heard of something called Open That Bottle Night, O-T-B-N. And this was actually started by a couple, Dorothy Gator and John Brecher. They are the columnists for the Wall Street Journal, and um, the column they wrote was Tastings. Um, They're still writing for the journal occasionally now, but they also have um, a website called The Grape Collective that they both write for. But anyway, Dottie and John said that Open That Bottle Night was born because the question they got the most was, I've got this special bottle of wine. How long should I save it? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be good? Mm -hmm. And they got to thinking, you know, why are people waiting for that special occasion to open that special bottle? Right. Right. And um, in their experience, in my experience too, like if you wait too long, the wine could be over the hill or it could be gone. um, And life is too short. Well, in our days, we don't live in big special event days. We live in regular everyday days. Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. So that wine is just sitting there and you're living your life. And that wine is just, Mm -hmm. it's not having any life in your garage or whatever. So they created Open That Bottle Night and invited their readers to, on one Saturday, the last Saturday in February, open that bottle and then send them, you know, write, write to them about that experience. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to create our own Sip Sip Hooray Open That Bottle event. Summer. <laughs> Summer, yeah. <laughs> because we thought, what a great idea. And my philosophy on wine now is it's Tuesday night. Drink it. 
Mm-hmm. Have, make it a great Tuesday night by opening something special. Um, you know, and you can just be with friends and you can have plastic glasses. Who cares? Just open that bottle and hopefully it's good. Right. And the, the point of it is, is to enjoy it with people mm-hmm. you care about. Yeah. So in honor of this, mm-hmm. we thought, OK, I went to my garage and <laughs> grabbed a bottle from the box, one of the boxes that made the move and has been sitting there and there's stuff on top of it. I mean, we've not been gentle with these things or careful at all. But I grabbed a bottle from one of the first shows we did on In Wine Country, when it was still called Wine Country Living, uh-huh. and it's um, I grabbed a 1999 bottle of Barnett Vineyards Cabernet Sauvignon. That's an amazing place. It's on the top of Spring Mountain. So remember, we were driving up this deep, steep road up yeah. this windy hill and all, and we get to this beautiful home. It's not super fancy, but um, it was perched right on the edge of the oh, mountain. Oh, spectacular. And we, they invited us to dinner. Mm-hmm. So we were filming a dinner party with them, and we were we got to be the guests at the dinner party, and so they opened up great wines for us. Yes. And this was a new gig for me, doing this, kept coming from a, the newsroom into this television show, and I thought, man, have I hit the jackpot. <laughs> I get to have a great dinner with really nice mm-hmm. people, drink mm-hmm. terrific wines, and and I'm working. That's right. <laughs> working hard. <laughs> so I they gave they sent me home with a really nice bottle of wine that I should have taken care of. But, you know, I got busy with life mm-hmm. and family and everything. And so it's been sitting in my yeah. garage. So Mary, when you pulled this out, it um it's got dust all over it. Yes. The label is not in the best shape. <laughs> it looks like it's been in some kind of like underground wine cellar instead of just the garage. Mm-hmm. But the dust is garage dust. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is going to be my open that bottle for today. So the Barnett Vineyards uh, in an homage to Hal and Fiona Barnett, mm-hmm. who I still remember, who were so gracious and kind to us. Thank you for the wine. Sorry I didn't take care of it, but I'm going to find out what it tastes like today. And and so um, the folks at the Wall Street Journal have offered some really good tips. You can find them. We did a little research for you. And one of the things they say is open that bottle night is really about opening a bottle with memories. Yes, because what you're um, uncorking is the memory that you had from when you got this wine. When it, Maybe you received it as a gift. Maybe you bought it for a reason. Mm-hmm. So if there's a story, it makes the experience that much more fun because yeah. you're reliving your memory. Exactly. And, you know, you were probably saving that bottle for some special occasion somewhere down the road that never came. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, oh, it's Monday night. I want some wine. Oh, no, I can't wait. I mean, I'm saving that for something. Yeah, yeah. So if you're going to do one of these gatherings with friends, Mm -hmm. have everybody bring an older bottle, or it could be even a more recent bottle that they're saving for unknown reasons. Bring a bottle that has some Mm -hmm. kind of meaning. And maybe if you were saving a bottle of wine for your daughter's wedding or something, and she's 16, I guess keep saving it. I mean, don't -hmm. don't make it so precious that it'll maybe be disappointing. Mm -hmm. If there's a reason to hang on to it that you you feel significant about, hang on to it. But um, they say bring, have everyone bring a bottle of wine that they want to have, you know, and share their story, which makes it more fun, yeah, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing they uh, recommend is that stand up an older bottle of wine for a couple of days before you're going to open it, because then some of the sediment exactly. that is formed will mm-hmm. settle. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we're laying them on the on right. their sides, right? And you could decant, but um, if it is an older bottle of wine, it's best just to let all the sediment settle for a couple of days, because decanting it, um, these wines could be delicate, mm-hmm. and the aromatics may just go poof with exposure to air, which is what decanting is. So sometimes it's better just to pour some in the glass directly from the bottle. 
and you may not have a long time. We shot with um, Sunset Magazine and their cellar, and they opened up a couple really old bottles for mm-hmm. us. And a couple of them were amazing mm-hmm. from like, I want to say the 70s, right? 70s, um, Hansel Vineyards. Which is a terrific winery. You know, we opened. And it was marvelous, mm-hmm. but it didn't last long. No, it didn't. We it, had like a 15-minute window really, it before it turned to vinegar. alive and fruity and floral, and we were just going, wow. This is and then about 15, 20 minutes later, um, like, what happened? Yeah, it was horrible. It wasn't vinegar, but it was just, it just not the it same just thing. Faded. It faded really fast. So, yeah. And that's kind of a risk you take with cellaring wine. You just don't know. I mean, just because you age a wine doesn't mean it's going to improve, you know, always improve. It, and it, there's a window and who knows when the window is, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's different for every bottle, even if it's the same wine, same vineyard, same vintage. So, Well, one of the tips they say is when you open one of these special or older bottles, appreciate it for what it is, not what it might have been someday or what it might have been had you opened it, you know, several mm-hmm. years ago. So you're not looking to the future like, gee, we opened a good one. We shouldn't have. We're not saying, oh, I wish I'd opened it 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. You're appreciating it for what it is Mm -hmm. in that moment. Mm -hmm. So I think we should do this. I think it's time. Yeah. So fair warning. We opened my Barnett. We have not tasted it, but we opened it and it took a long time because the cork was really crumbly. And Mm -hmm. that's a typical, that's not unusual with an older bottle, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And um, if you use a regular corkscrew and you won't know until you start trying to pull it out with a corkscrew, whether or not it's going to break or crumble, um, that once it breaks, it's very difficult to remove with a regular corkscrew. So what you should also have on hand is something called an OSO, O-S-O. It is a two-pronged cork puller, and basically you kind of shimmy each um, prong down the sides of the cork in between the cork and the bottle, mm-hmm. and then you slowly twist the cork out, and that that um, those two prongs kind of grip the cork for you yeah. without going into the cork and starting to um, make it crumble. So, so hopefully you can do that. Mary Babbitt's kitchen didn't have one of those, so we. Uh, <laughs> so I had to. I was like, hmm, what do I have? I don't have one of those. So we had to go to Plan B. Yeah, which was paper towels, and I. Um, well, we, it crumbled. Mary Orlin was trying to get it out. It crumbled, and then she did the best she could, and then we poured the wine into. Yeah. Well, what I did was I got to the point where I just couldn't get any more cork out. It came out in little bits and pieces for a while, mm-hmm. so I just pushed the rest of it into the bottle. Yeah, that's about the only thing just you can do at that point. Yeah, <laughs> and so then we. Poured um, we got out one of my metal strainers, put a paper towel in it, and then we poured the wine. We kind of decanted it that way, mm-hmm. and which caught the cork. Mm-hmm. So we are sitting here with two glasses mm-hmm. of um, Barnett Vineyards Cab from mm-hmm. 1999. So exciting. This is their Spring Mountain mm-hmm. District, right. and um, we're going to taste it. You know, it's got, it's still really got great dark colors. Yeah, because sometimes older wine mm-hmm. is going to be lighter, right? Yeah. It's kind of more faded. And you see on, if you tilt the glass and you look, you know, it's a little bit lighter red, but it's not like a brick red or a brownish red, mm-hmm. which is really typical of older red wines. Mm-hmm. So it seems to have aged fairly well, yeah. visually anyway. And it smells good. Mm-hmm. Now, an older wine is not going to have the same aroma as when it was first bottled or within the first couple of years. Young wines have lots of fruit, lots of spice, mm-hmm. lots of flowers. This wine doesn't have much fruit in it anymore. 
Yeah, so the the fruit forward thing is going to fade into more of a um, jammy or... I would say more like a stewed or cooked fruit. Yeah. Think of the filling of a pie, like a blackberry pie. This is kind of what it's reminding me of. Okay, I'm going in. All right. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> hey, I think that's really good. I think that's delicious. That fantastic. Oh, man. Whoa. Hal and Fiona. <laughs> I want to call them and tell them I this know. was so yeah. good. Yikes. This was so, wow. it's really nice. It's still very much alive. It's got, you know. Some, I might be, we may be drinking it at the perfect time. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> we timed it that way. My garage has done wonderful things for this wine. <laughs> you know, sometimes people, I think, um, get a little bit too anal about how they store their wine. Mm. And I know I'll get, you know, evil emails from people. <laughs> They're going to. Mm. Um, well, I will say my garage is usually kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I think helps. That's good. Um, wow, that is good. good. So I'm so excited. Sometimes you just never know. I mean, if you haven't stored your wines in the most ideal circumstances mm -hmm. and environment, as long as you don't change it. And you know, it's not moving around constantly, and it's yeah. not on top of your refrigerator. That's mm -hmm. the worst place to put it. Well, and um, I think that's part. And if it's mm -hmm. bad, it's also just part of the fun. And maybe that's why it's fun to do it as a dinner party idea. I think it's fun to have an excuse to throw some kind of gathering. Mm -hmm. You know, so wouldn't this be a fun thing mm -hmm. to do for a dinner party? Yeah. Invite three or four people over and say, "Bring a favorite bottle that you've been waiting to drink." And um, maybe it's going to be bad, and we're going to find mm -hmm. out. And mm -hmm. won't that be fun, right? Sure. And one thing about this wine, it's just super silky. I mean, there's yeah. there's no tannins left, which is what happens with red wine when it ages. The tannins diminish, they fall out, they go away. And the tannins are that sharp thing yeah. you taste when you have mm -hmm. a, um, a a red wine. Mm -hmm. Not all red Especially wine, but Cabernet Sauvignon, yeah, Napa Valley. And they're they're big, and yeah. they're like. And they kind of yeah. makes your mouth go mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. So the tannins fade yeah. and get silky. And uh, the flavor of this one is just lovely. Mm -hmm. I'm super excited about that. So well, we have another that one. That was a good choice. I know. All I'm right. really happy about Me that. Mm -hmm. Okay. All so right. we, um, so yay. First wine yes. for us was okay. a win. All right. Yeah. So the other wine we have also has a fun story to it. It is um, from another one of our television shows. And... Uh, we did this at the Oxbow Market. This was a shoot we did um, back in um, 2008 mm -hmm. or 2009. It was somewhere in there. And um, at the time, Oxbow Market, Pu Oxbow Public Market in Napa, next to where um, Copia was, and now the CIA is moved into the building and have a Napa campus now. Mm -hmm. But um, at the time of our shoot, there was a micro winery inside the Oxbow Market, mm -hmm. and it was called Enoteca Winery. I think it's Enoteca Folio, maybe? Oh, Folio, Folio. Enoteca yeah. and Winery. And um, Folio is owned by Michael Mondavi and his son, Rob Mondavi Jr. Mm -hmm. And so there were... I don't know, four, six barrels of wine in the winery. And part of it was to show people that, you know, this is kind of, you know, how we finalize the product. It's aged in oak. They wanted people to, who might not have an opportunity to go out to a vineyard and winery to see what the oak barrels were like and to taste out of an oak barrel. And you could actually blend your own wine there. Yeah. So that was the premise of our story that I was going to get a chance to blend a bottle of mm -hmm. my own cab, mm -hmm. you know, right. like my own red blend. And you had a pretty cool coach. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
Rafa Dhabi Jr. was at my side, and that yeah. was really fun yeah. because he knew what he was doing, and I, of course, did not. So, so um, um, yeah. We... We got the bottle, and you should read what the label says. It says, In Wine Country, 2007 Cabernet Sauvignon Napa Valley, custom blend by Mary Babbitt, Folio Enoteca and Winery. And if I remember correctly, and it has our old In Wine Country logo on it, too, which is fun. If I remember correctly, I know that has, obviously, Cabernet Sauvignon in it. I remember um, being a fan of um, Cab Franc, mm-hmm. so I put some of that in it. And I think the third thing was Merlot. I think Probably. I did three mm-hmm. three things, and mm-hmm. I may be wrong on that, but I'm that's what I'm going with, Mayor. That's your story. We'll stick to it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if Rob would remember either, but yeah. um, it was. So. A f- I do remember it was such mm-hmm. a fun shoot. And I love that concept of, again, educating people about mm-hmm. wine, mm-hmm. making it accessible. Here, blend your yeah. own. And, um, and this was a fairly new concept back when they had Enoteca at Oxbow. Um, it's not there anymore. Some other things have come in this place. Mm-hmm. But um, you can find blending experiences at other wineries nowadays where you can go and do some blends and you can take a bottle home. Which is your own custom blend, which mm-hmm. is so fun. And this one has the dipped wax um, seal at to- on the right. top. I mean, they went all out. It was they, lovely. They did. But um, just another caveat, just as we had an older wine with a crumbly cork, mm-hmm. um, this has a wax top in place of a foil covering the cork. And while it looks awesome, it does. It's um, a little bit difficult to deal with. And most people don't know how to open that bottle. And um, for everybody listening out there, don't do what I did the first time around. And years ago, when I had a wax top bottle, what'd you do? That, Light well, it? I took the corkscrew, I took the little knife from the corkscrew. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you got to cut through the wax somehow. And I tried to cut the wax off. and the knife slipped on the wax and cut my finger open, and I went to the ER. Oh, man, oh, really? So I didn't even get to open the bottle. Wow. A long time. <laughs> I've That's since, a fail. I know. I've since learned that the best thing to do is just go through the top of the wax directly. Just stick the little twister the right through it. Yeah. So that worm, they call it the worm, or it looks like the twisty thing on your corkscrew. It's called a worm? It, yeah, it's That's called so a worm. <laughs> And um, so just keep twisting it, and it'll eventually go into the cork, and then you can pull it out. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, don't don't um, risk your fingers on this. So this one we got out very nicely. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, even though I hate to move on from the Barnett wine, which is so nice, we are going to move on to the, uh, the in-wine country yeah. blend. So I've had this in my home cellar, um, really, which really was a wine rack um, in my old home. It was... Um, in a place that was supposed to be for the TV, which we converted into wine storage. Did you really? Yeah. So it was not really temperature controlled, it and that's like whatever controlled. your living room temperature was, and then right? It made a move from San Jose to Rancho Mirage. Mm-hmm. And so it's been in. Which is never wine temperature. No. <laughs> and it was on a. Um, it was in a wine. It was in a pod, you know, one of those yep. moving things. Mm-hmm. And, like the cool box thing. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a cool box. And it made the journey and um, it was in my rack down there. So I pulled it out. Shall we so try? We shall try. Okay. Yes. I'll give you a little pour here, Mayor. Right, good luck. Ooh, thanks. Pretty color. He wasn't making faces or like winking when I was doing this, was he? Like he wasn't trying to mess me up. (laughs) Rob, you're sworn to secrecy. (laughs) So this one might be a little browner than the last. I can't tell. What do you think? I think a little bit, but just a little. Otherwise, it's really and it's younger. It's 2007, and the last one we opened was 1999. So, so how old is this one? Twenty something. 
Yeah, it's yeah. 2019. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, 20 years old. And then, so this is only about 12 years old, the 07. And 07 was heralded as one as the one of the best vintages. In oh, was Valley. it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's making me feel better about mm-hmm. my blend already. I think it smells good, but I'm never an expert on this stuff. You're the sommelier, not me. Yeah. Um, this one has is definitely showing its age. Oh, is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Not unlike me, yeah, no. the master blender. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm tasting. Okay. Is it? Yeah, wait, do you have more, more yeah, about the scent? Definitely a much more earthier nose. Yeah, um, I'm not getting the stewed fruit or dried fruit as much as I did the, the blackberry pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still got some really good acid. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's a little stewy for it's me. It's a little stewy, and it's fading fast in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of going. My, you get that initial taste, mm-hmm. and it kind of goes away. Yeah. Hmm. It did not hold up as well. Let me try the Barnett, because I think that lasted longer. Yeah. We're two-fisting it right now. I have Barnett in one hand <laughs> and in Wine Country Blend in the other. Mary's going to do a spit take. She's about to spit. Do not spit red wine in our audio booth, Mary. I know. That would be a disaster. Okay. The Barnett is still jamming. Still it is good. really good. Okay. Let me go back to it. I want to <laughs> like my own blend, so I'm going to try my own I blend again. Well, um, didn't someone tell you that if, when you first open an older bottle and, you, and it's not tasting really good right away, as long as it's not vinegar, mm-hmm. that if you wait a little bit? Oh, that's true. That's one of the tips from the Open That Bottle Night people. They say that time and again, people were like, oh, what a bummer. And then they wait and get on with other stuff, dinner, whatever, go back to it just for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's like, hey, it's hey. getting better. Mm-hmm. And it's All come right. around, right? So to be fair, we should give this a little bit of time. Maybe it'll come around. Mm-hmm. All right. But so you get the idea. We yeah. want you to do this. And then call us. Tell us about it. Record mm-hmm. yourself doing this, opening yeah. the bottle, and send it to us. Mm-hmm. We would love it. We'll put it on the show mm-hmm. because we want to share the experience with you. Right. So open that bottle. Figure out which bottle you want to open and then tell us about it. And um, and we thank the uh, Wall Street Journal folks for yes. that idea. Dottie and John. Dottie uh, and John. They created, it's become an international event. As it should and be. So there's an Open That Bottle um, night website, and it gives you the dates. It's the last Saturday in February. So, But we, we want you to do it before yeah. that because, I mean, really, your wine's only getting older. It, so why wait? Just, I think it's just a good philosophy Ag- of life. Agreed. You know, yeah. So maybe mm-hmm. you've got all summer. So, yeah. so do it this summer mm-hmm. and then send it to us, and we'd love it. And like yeah. I said, we'll put it on the, on the podcast. But this is making me think of um, a wine question we got, and I want to share that with our listeners. Hi, Mary and Mary. This is Chris from Ventura. I'm kind of new to wine. I wanted to know how long are you supposed to age a nice bottle of red? Thank you. Okay, so I had to play that question from Chris because it's exactly what we've been talking about with this Mm -hmm. open the bottle night. So the question is, how long to wait? And is there a rule of thumb or some kind of guideline for people? Yeah, there is a guideline. I mean, red wines, some are, it depends on the varietal. Some are built to last forever. You think of Bordeaux and um, Burgundy, which Burgundy is Pinot Noir. Mm -hmm. Um, Bordeaux is usually a blend of Cabernet Sauvignon Merlot. Um, Some are more heavy on Cabernet. Some are more heavy on Merlot. Some are more heavy on Cabernet Franc. But those wines, they have um, big tannins. But the key is they have acid. Mm -hmm. And acid is one of the two things you need for wine to be able to age need acids and you need tannin. 
Okay. Um, so those wines have a lot of them, mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. Bordeaux mm-hmm. and Burgundies. Mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. Therefore, they're right. going to last mm-hmm. longer. Right. Exactly. Um, but but the like your American is, wines? Like if you're, you know. Sure. Well, we, we um, just opened that 99 Barnett family. Barnett Vineyards um, Cabernet, which and was amazing. It's still amazing, and it's been um, you know probably you know ten, fifteen, twenty minutes since we opened it. So how do you know if you're just at the market sure. or at the wine store mm-hmm. buying a bottle of wine? Mm-hmm. How will you know whether it has enough tannins or acid mm-hmm. to last? Mm-hmm. One clue will be the the um, alcohol level. So there's two the two things you need to look at are alcohol level and the variety. Um, some varieties like um and this is true in some reds some of them like a barbera that's that's an italian variety that's probably not going to age mm-hmm. more than five years or so might be at its peak and then try to, and start to go down um some wines um you know something you get at the grocery store that's 10.99 that's probably not going to age not worth the seller's yeah, price exactly so um you know there's a quality factor here too you're mm-hmm. gonna uh, buy a wine that's you know, 25 30 40 dollars or more they're probably going to last longer anyway but um we um had um, lunch recently with a good friend of ours in wine country um vintner amelia seha of seha vineyards up in napa valley amazing lady oh she's incredible and she just kind of distilled it down into a really simple rule of thumb as long as the wine is under 14.5% alcohol, it should age very well. But if you have any wines that are five years or older and above that 14.5% alcohol, there's a chance they might not age very well and just go ahead and open them and drink them now. Because they're not going to get better. Even if you're saving it for another five, 10 years down the road, that was your plan. You might want to open it now. Because it's probably going to go down. And, you know, I think our example here is great. So the 99 Barnett Cabernet Sauvignon, 14.1%. And how do you know this? It's you got to be kind of sneaky yeah. on this because they're not. It's not not giantly written on the label, mm-hmm. but you can find it on the right. label. We had to search, and it's really tiny. And sometimes it's just like you need to get out a magnifying glass and mm-hmm. see. But the term you're looking for is alcohol, and there'll be a number fourteen point five, thirteen point two. But it's something ABV, alcohol by volume. Isn't and that it says it'll say the percent ABV, and that stands for alcohol by volume. Yeah. So it is on the label. The number you're looking for is 14.5 or less. Or less. That's kind of the threshold. 14.5 is probably on the cusp. And some people will say, oh, no, that's wrong. You know, you can, it doesn't matter. You know, but if you're buying a wine mm-hmm. to save for a term, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. that's probably a good rule of thumb. Yeah. And then, like mm-hmm. you said, if you have been saving a wine mm-hmm. and you go look at it and it's over 14.5, if mm-hmm. it's a 15 or 15.5, whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to want to open that if it's yeah. more than five years right. old. Because the alcohol is higher in those wines. The um, fruit was is, is more predominant in those wines. And they don't have as much acid. Yeah. And acid acts as a preservative in wine. It really does. And so when you have lower alcohol wines, the acid level is higher, the pH is lower, which means the same thing. And those wines are going to have a better chance of aging really well, just like this beautiful Barnett 
Right. And sometimes those low alcohol, lower alcohol wines Mm -hmm. that are tannic are rough to drink when they're young because your mouth goes, you know, they're not, they're kind of, oof. And they, they um, appreciate a little bit Mm -hmm. of time waiting to um, age. In terms of, you know, when should I open it? When is it ready to drink? Well, wineries usually will release their wines when they think they are ready to drink. Now, it might might be at the beginning of the drinkability window, Mm -hmm. but Rest assured, when you buy a bottle of wine from any winery or in the retail store, you can go ahead and open it and not worry about, is this the right time to open it? Because the winemaker has already thought about that for you. And so go ahead and pop that cork now. But um, there are some varietals that people know take just take longer to develop. So, mm-hmm. and the one that comes to mind most is Nebbiolo, which is from the Piedmonti or Piedmont region of northern Italy. And those wines are Barolo and Barbaresco. And Barolo and Barbaresco, those wines, that grape, the Nebbiolo grape, is extremely tannic when young. Mm-hmm. So they need 10, 15, 20 years to really smooth out and yeah. most of the um, top quality wineries in the Piedmont region don't even release their wines for several years because they want to wait so they're exactly. drinkable right. mm-hmm. alright Chris I hope that answers your question yeah. thank you so much for um, sending it in and we want to encourage you if you have a question please let us know go to our website sipsiphooraypodcast.com there's a prompt that tells you how to ask a question and record yourself doing it, and then we we can answer it here on the show. And that's the same way that you can send us your experience and talk to us about your experience with Open That Bottle Night. Mm -hmm. And you can also follow us on social media, and you can post your photos or tag us on Instagram at Sip Sip Hooray Podcast. We'd love that. Same thing for Facebook, and then on Twitter, we're Sip Sip Hooray, the number one. So we hope to hear from you online, and a big Sip Sip Hooray cheers to open that bottle night. Yeah, go out there, open the bottles. (laughs) Do it now. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time. Cheers. Cheers. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.